With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I still do not think that this the shadow Democrat apparatus is trying to take Biden down with the classified document scandals. I don't. I do not think that this is Obama trying to get Biden out of office to usher in Kamala, Gavin Newsom. I don't think that's what it is. I'm going to tell you my thought process here tonight. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please do that. Go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Click that subscribe button. On YouTube, click the subscribe button and click that bell so I can notify you every time we have a new episode, a new interview, or a new video. We have lots of content for you. On rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler, you can hit the subscribe button. And next to that subscribe button, you'll see a little red button that says Locals. If you click that button, you can join the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals. We have VIP content for you all the time. Really good stuff, extended segments of the show. Um, Today, for example, on the extended segment of the show, we're gonna talk about the Supreme Court leaker that apparently cannot be found. The Supreme Court issued an announcement saying that they simply couldn't find the guy or gal that leaked the draft opinion of Roe v. Wade before the justices had formally issued that ruling. Forgive me if I do not believe that this is the case. I just don't buy it. I do think, however, that we will eventually find out who the leaker is, and I'm going to tell you why. You have to go to lizwheelershow.com locals to watch that extended version of the show, so make sure you do that. Today on the show, what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about the horrific mass shooting that happened in Monterey Park, California. We're going to talk about it. We have to talk about it quickly before it's gone in the wind, which it will be in any minute now because of who the gunman was and what firearm he used. And let me just tell you, it doesn't suit the Democrat narrative, so this story will be gone quicker than you can say, Monterey Park. We're also going to talk about some terrible terrorism that's happening right now in our country in Atlanta, Georgia. The mainstream media is, let's just say, a little less than interested in telling this story accurately, but cop cars, Antifa's lighting cop cars on fire. There was a shootout between these these black-clad militants and police. Antifa is certainly to blame for this, and so we're gonna talk about that. Let's get to it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, before we get into actually the Antifa stuff in Atlanta or the shooting that happened in California, I want to I, I wanna make a quick comment here about the six, or about the fifth batch of classified documents that has been found at the at Biden's personal residence in Delaware. This was announced that six more classified documents were found at Biden's home. And this is actually very misleading. When the Department of Justice and the Biden administration 
sort of jointly announce this and say six more classified documents, it's not like six individual pieces of paper. It usually means six batches of documents with classified markings because you're never really gonna have a situation where you have one piece of paper that's classified. It's usually a briefing packet, a briefing packet. So to say that there were six more classified documents found in Biden's home is deliberately misleading. It's manipulative. It's meant to belittle the malfeasance that Biden has committed by his mishandling of classified documents. So I I, I said in the intro, I am not convinced that this is the shadow Democrat apparatus trying to get rid of Biden. I don't think that's what it is. I do not think that the FBI searched Biden's residence for 13 hours on Friday. They say that this was not a raid. They're, They're desperately trying to differentiate themselves from Trump and the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Biden, they said, consented to this, that it wasn't a subpoena. He, he participated voluntarily. That makes no difference. That's, that's just political narrative. That's just, that's just silly language, silly rhetoric here. It makes no difference because had Biden not agreed, they would have given him a subpoena and they would have, they would have conducted the raid whether he wanted them to or not. I don't believe they gave Trump that option. They're trying to sound like that they are behaving and cooperating, but what Biden did is so much worse than Trump. Here's what they found in Biden's home. They found that there was documents all the way back from when Biden was in the Senate. Biden was elected vice president, remember, when Obama first won in 2008. So there were documents, and that's even if that happened to be from the last year that he served in the Senate, even if that was 2008. How many years is that? That's 15 years ago. And that's the minimum. So at minimum, he's been mishandling classified documents, housing them in an unse- in his in his home insecurely for the last 15 years. And that's the minimum. It could have been longer than that. We don't know. So here's why I'm not convinced that they're trying to take Biden out. He's, Biden's an idiot. He should be, he should be taken out for this. This is not something that we should tolerate. But they, if the left and the Democrat apparatus wanted Biden out, they wouldn't do it with this gentle rollout. Because that is what we're seeing. We, you can compare the difference between how the mainstream media and the Democrats handled when the, when, when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago and Trump had that dispute with the National Archives about who had ownership of documents after he was president. Compare that to what we're seeing now. How is the mainstream media handling? How are they covering? What language are they using to describe Biden's classified documents scandal? What are the Democrats, the same Democrats that called for Trump to be prosecuted and convicted, imprisoned, what are they saying about Biden? This is a gentle rollout. The media at first called it an accident. Any pundits who actually criticize Biden, they're doing it as individuals just to try to salvage their reputation because it was less than six months ago that they were calling for Trump to be handcuffed and put in an orange jumpsuit and perp walked um, across the entire country here. They're trying to salvage their own reputations, but this is a gentle rollout. If, the, if, if this happened to Trump, the media would go wild. They'd be vicious. They'd tear him apart. It, this is not how the left would take out Biden. They, would, they, they wouldn't need to. They wouldn't need to do something gentle like this. All they would have to do is stop playing defense for him for five seconds if they wanted to take him out because half of the country already hates Biden. The Republican Party already dislikes him. The independent the independents in the middle of the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, they're already dissatisfied with what Biden has done to the country, how it's impacting their lives. Inflation, gas prices, food, their wages feeling like they're shrinking because inflation's outpacing wage growth. 
those people already don't like Biden. And then the radical left dislikes Biden because they don't think that he's Marxist, socialist, communist enough. So it wouldn't take a lot to take Biden out. They wouldn't have to do something like this to take him out. He's, he's, there's, there's also no reason that the shadow Democrat apparatus would want to take Biden out because the reason that Biden is unpopular is because of the results of his policies, the negative impacts that his policies are having on us. All of those, those inflation-related things are primary, but also the crime in our cities, the southern border, the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, all of these different things. His, his obsession with green energy when we know that that's just going to make our energy bills skyrocket, that's just going to that's just going to cause food shortages, that's just going to cause energy shortages, all of this stuff. No other Democrat serving as president would be able to sidestep what Biden is rightfully suffering as a result of the repercussions his policies are, are reaping and how it impacts us. Because another radical leftist president would be pushing these same policies, which would have the same bad outcome, which would negatively affect people. And people would say, hey, wait a second, I'm dissatisfied with this. I don't like this. So this is not the Democrat apparatus trying to take out Biden. If they wanted to, they would, you know, just unleash the truth about Hunter Biden. They would allow the Justice Department to rightfully charge Hunter Biden for selling access to his father when his father was vice president, for profiting off of his father's name, for Joe Biden profiting, and Hunter Biden being the conduit to hostile foreign nations that were paying him off, like Ukraine and China. This, they would not have to do this gentle rollout. I promise you, this is not how they're trying to take Biden out. Hunter, though, Hunter, though, this, this is still a, this is still a cover-up of everything that Hunter Biden has done. Hunter Biden is the window into the corruption of Joe Biden, and the media and the Democrats are still playing cover-up. Because look at this. This was, this was published by the New York Post. This is a picture of a box that was found in Biden's house. On the top of this box, look at the marker. What does it read? It's written in Sharpie. It says, important documents and photos. Is this where the classified documents were stored? This is like the most Midwestern dad thing to do ever. To put important documents in this banker's box with a bunch of masking tape all over it and put it somewhere in the garage. Look at this. This is a picture of Joe Biden in his Corvette, but look behind it. It's circled. That's a stack of the boxes. Is that the same box? That's the same box, right? That's the junk that was stored in Biden's garage. That's the important documents. That's a classified information. Holy what? And then of course we have the fact that here's a picture of Hunter Biden driving that same Corvette. Hunter Biden obviously had access to the places in Joe Biden's house where these highly classified documents were stored. If the left wanted to take out Joe Biden, that's all that they would do is they would focus on that, but they're not because they're still protecting Biden, because in order to protect Biden, Joe Biden, you have to protect Hunter. This is not a takeout. Maybe we want it to be, but I, for one, don't necessarily want Joe Biden just to be ousted so that we get someone like Kamala. I want Biden to be out of the White House because we've elected a Republican, not because there's some other replacement for him who's going to be just as bad, like Gretchen Whitmer or Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris or Adam Schiff or whoever's gonna run for president when Biden inevitably does not in 2024. Okay, so on the opposite side of the country, out in California, there's an absolutely horrific shooting that happened on Saturday night at 10.22 p.m. Pacific time. There was 
10 people killed and 10 people injured in addition to the 10 people killed in Monterey Park. It was at a celebration for the Lunar New Year and it's horrendous. These are my least favorite types of things to talk about because you just think of that humanity and it makes me sick to my stomach. It breaks my heart to think about that. The left wasted no time in trying to politicize this before they knew any details about anything that had happened. We get tweets from blue check marks, people that are active in politics, blaming this on white supremacy, white supremacy, saying that this was racism, this was anti-Asian hate, actually blaming Trump. This one woman, Lacey Verassi Bannis, said F Trump and the right for instigating this rise in anti-Asian hate F your guns, this has to stop. Another blue check mark says, another mass shooting, Monterey Park, still surprised? Our joy, our resistance, never knew the safety you profess to miss. Can we please build coalition to, against white supremacy when your surprise is done? These blue check marks, and by the way, these aren't just random blue check marks on Twitter. Even Adam Schiff jumped in and he said, 10 dead in Monterey Park, I'm sickened a horrific example of needless gun violence with bigotry towards AAPI individuals as a possible motive. The, the families are in my prayers as we seek information by law enforcement. We'll never quit demanding real action on gun safety. Okay, so white supremacy, bigotry towards Asian and Pacific Islanders. That's what AAPI, that's the woke, ver the woke abbreviation for it or acronym for it. And then... Um, F Trump and the right for instigating this rise in anti-Asian hate. So we got that. That's the narrative that the left tried to set immediately. These tweets went viral, by the way. I mean, look at, look at how many views that were on some of these. Adam Schiff's tweet got almost a million views. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people seeing this kind of thing. Well, it turns out this is not true. Even It's not even kind of true. The guy who, who committed this atrocity was himself Asian. You can see a picture of this. This is from the Los Angeles County Sheriff. The guy was, this is an old Asian dude. He was 72 years old. His name was Hu Can Tran. You know my policy. I don't, I don't withhold the name of mass shooters. I understand that, that some places do that, and I, I don't. I'm not your gatekeeper. We're talking about things that happen in the country. We talk about the what it is so that we can properly order our response to that. I'm not here to withhold information from you or to make a judgment about what you ought to hear or what you ought not to hear. And it's certainly not... Um, my responsibility or your responsibility or the media collectively, our responsibility to not talk about things because it might spark a copycat. No, no, that's, that's, not, that's not a prudent policy. That's, that's um, media putting themselves on a pedestal, acting like they're better than you and that they can know things that you can't know. And I'm never going to do that. This guy though, the, he, he was found, the shooter, he shot himself in a van outside of the venue where he committed this horrific mass shooting. So this is, this is why I said at the beginning that we're gonna have to talk about this very quickly because this shooting, as horrific as it is, 10 people murdered, 10 additional people injured. This is gonna be gone like the wind. One day from now, two days from now, done. Mainstream, mainstream organization, media organizations, corporate media are gonna drop it like this. Because first of all, it's not white supremacy. This is an old Asian guy. It's not a young white male who got radicalized on 4chan, which is their favorite narrative. Trump inciting the inciting this kind of this kind of bigotry. That's not what it is at all. And according to the chairman of the Chinese Chamber of Commerce in LA, a guy by the name of Chester Chong, the shooting was about was basically a domestic dispute. And I I a domestic dispute, I guess 
a better way to phrase that would be it started as a domestic dispute. This has not been confirmed, but the early reports are that this shooter was mad that he wasn't invited to a party, and so he shot it up. That's psychotic, satanic behavior to mow down humanity, people, because you're mad that you didn't get invited to a party, but that's not political. It's not white supremacist. It's nothing. It's none of that. The third reason that you're not going to hear, we're not going to hear much about this after the initial reports, is because the firearm that he reportedly used was not a quote-unquote assault rifle. That's what authorities say. So it wasn't an AR-15. It wasn't a semi-automatic rifle that can be demonized based on what it looks like. We don't know what kind of weapon he used, but if it doesn't fit the assault rifle narrative, then how on earth is the left going to politicize this? If it's an old Asian dude that wasn't motivated by that by racial bigotry and he didn't use an assault rifle, then it's not useful for the left and they're not going to talk about it. You're gonna get maybe another tweet about, about, about gun safety, but all that should signal to us is that the left isn't just interested in confiscating AR-15s, as bad as that would be, that they actually want to take away all firearms, all of them. They're just starting with AR-15s because they feel like that's the easiest way to condition the population of our country to continue to move that Overton window closer and closer to all guns being banned. All of them, take them all away. So we're not gonna hear much about this um, starting now because that's the, that's the facts of the case. We'll have to watch watch it unfold. We'll see. I'm sure we'll get more information as it happens. And if anything changes, then we'll, we'll update it. But the left is not interested in talking about horrific violence unless it suits their political narrative. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, so down in Atlanta, Georgia. Antifa is waging war against the police department. And I want to sh- I want to start just by showing you this video, exactly what Antifa is doing. They're not just protesting. They're not just agitating. They are committing acts of violence and terrorism. They're, in fact, lighting police cars on fire. This is like major, major arson stuff. Take a look at this. But, uh, an Atlanta police vehicle is on fire. Yeah, we should back up. Back up, everybody. Were those shots from the car? That is actually kind of dangerous. That's something, huh? It's not just an isolated incident. This this terrorism that Antifa is waging against the police in Atlanta is becoming more widespread. You can see in this video, they're they're smashing up windows. They're they're waging an all-out assault on the city of Atlanta. 
So there are some essentially defenders of what Antifa is doing in Atlanta right now, destroying the city, that try to deny that it's actually Antifa. And the reason that Antifa behaves the way that they do, the reason that it's this decentralized movement where they try not to have leaders become prominent, where they cover their faces and disguise their voices, is for that actual reason, so that they can have this this defensibility, if you will, they can they can deny it and say, well, it's not us. How do you know it's Antifa? Don't demonize Antifa. It's just maybe it's somebody else. No, you can tell from that exact video. This is this is this is exactly how Antifa operates. These black clad militants that light up police cars, they commit arson, they burn up police cars, and they vandalize private businesses. This is this is like the Black Lives Matter Antifa modus operandi. They vandalize private businesses with rocks, no less. This is classic Antifa. Of course, this is Antifa. And by the way, the, the, the context of this entire violent behavior that is being levied against Atlanta right now is because a bunch of losers, a bunch of loser militants in Antifa are taking part in what they call the Defend the Forest movement. So let me explain exactly what's happening. Crime in Atlanta has been increasing over the past few years, and it's getting really bad. It's dangerous in Atlanta. The number of murders is increasing, the number of carjackings is increasing, and the Atlanta police need better training and better resources in order to keep the city safe. So what they're doing is they're trying to build a huge training facility on a piece of land outside of Atlanta. This piece of land is right now forested, and yes, they are going to spend almost $100 million building a training facility for police officers to learn how to better protect Atlanta. But the radical left, who are anti-police, they, uh, they actually want to abolish police forces. They don't want people to be thrown in, arrested. They don't want people to be thrown in jail. They want to abolish prisons as well. Like, we're talking the most radical of the radical. They don't want the Atlanta police to be better trained. They don't want law enforcement to be effective. And so what they're doing is they're pretending that they care about the land itself. They're pretending that they care about the forest. They're pretending that this is some sort of sacred land because it used to be a slave plantation and it was allegedly stolen from a Native American tribe back in the history of our country. And this is exactly what this Antifa, um, this this group of thugs is, is doing. First of all, you'll see that they disguise their faces and they put their voices through um, a, a, a voice anonymizer so that they cannot be caught by these law enforcement. But this is what they're doing. We construct barricades to keep police out, police construction, contracting companies. You hear gunshots all the time because there's a police firing range in this. Yeah, you can hear those shots right there. Occupying this forest is how activists are resisting the construction of a $90 million state-of-the-art police training center protesters call Cop City. They look like the Taliban. To call them losers is almost an insult to losers. These people are wasting their lives, which is, in a sense, sad, but it's also incredibly dangerous what they're doing. So they're not just sta- they're not just peacefully protesting. They're not just staging. They're not just trying to make their voices heard. They're not just pushing their political agenda, even if their political agenda is unpopular. Therefore, people might not buy onto it, and they're trying to agitate a little bit to get attention for it. No, no. This, this, is, this is not at all what they're doing. So they are occupying, they've, they've established an autonomous zone by this forest. An autonomous zone, meaning they've declared themselves independent from any kind of rule of law. The autonomous zone, like we saw in the, in the uh, Northwest 
up in Portland. Remember the autonomous zone in Portland and in Seattle? Remember all the murders and all the rapes? The anarchy that reigned when Antifa established their autonomous zone and how the mayors of those cities just like respected it? It was mind boggling because they were just like, well, they've declared they're separate from the United States. They're not subject to our rules and laws. We're just gonna let them have their little camp, their little law-breaking camp. And we saw that it was an absolute, it was an absolute disaster, aside from the fact that it was, I mean, by definition, more of an insurrection than anything the left has ever labeled an insurrection. If you are actually separating yourself from the United States as a nation and from the United States government and from law enforcement and from having to abide by our laws, that's more of an insurrection than you know, anything that the left has ever called an insurrection. But what they did is these Antifa activists uh, staged this, this occupation. They declared themselves an autonomous zone. And when police came to shoo them away to get rid of them, one of the activists, a, a, a young man by the name of Manuel Tehran, I guess he was also known as Tortuguita, which you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, but does that not stand for little tortoise? I think it does. I think it does. You can tell me if I'm wrong here. But this guy, you see him on the screen here, he shot at police. He took he took shots. He tried to kill the police when the police were shooing them away from their autonomous zone. And as a result, the police fired back in response as they should. They were justified in doing that. And Manuel Tehran was a worse shot than the police. The police officer was, was hit, but he wasn't killed. But the police officer's shot in response did kill Manuel Tehran. So... It's sad when someone wastes their life like that. At the same time, you can't take a shot at police and expect to live to tell the story about it, and nor should you. Nor should you. That's a horrendous thing to do. So now these Antifa thugs are acting like this is a protest against cops. This proves their point, they say, about cops being ACAB, or ACAP, they say. All cops are pigs. I think the B stands for the B word. They do use ACAB. Um, All cops are pigs. All cops are the B word abolish cops. There's a reason they're calling this cop city. So they're acting like this guy, um, the little tortoise or tortaguita is a martyr. And that now they're making this into a Black Lives Matter thing. There's little pop-up protests in cities around the country. The one in Boston in particular, we're going to get to in a minute because there's a political tie-in there. But they're making this all about this guy. Now, this guy um, himself, Manuel Tehran, the Atlanta Community Press Collective scolded people reporting, any, any media reporting on this or anybody talking about him because the Atlanta Community Press, let me read this to you. They said, Manuel used they, it pronouns as we did in the above statement. Please make sure we are remembering them properly and respectfully. Mm, no, Manuel's a man. Therefore, he will be referred to with male pronouns. You don't get to choose your pronouns. They simply are. You don't get to request how people, you don't get to request that people use neo-Marxist pronouns after you tried to murder a cop. But this, of course, is what the radical radical left cared about. They don't care about the fact that this state patrol trooper was nearly murdered and that this was a, a self-defense. He, this, this, this Antifa thug was shot in response. Again, this is over a police training center because there's been such an increase in crime in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Okay, so rewind just a little bit here. This has been going on for months now. This is not something that just popped up in the last day or two or three. Rewind six months, or I'm sorry, rewind a month. There were six people, six of these Antifa thugs who were charged with domestic terrorism. Six of them. Not an isolated incident. An autonomous zone 
that they're claiming is separate from the United States and not subject to the laws of the United States. Six of these thugs were charged with domestic terrorism. But look at who these people are. When they actually take off that black t-shirt off their head, who's underneath? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who are these, these domestic terrorists? Six of these Antifa thugs were arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. But once you take the black hoodie off of these folks, who exactly are these people? Who are they? Well, it's interesting to see who they are. In the case of this young ne'er-do-well, look at this guy. His name is Francis Carroll, and he looks pretty rough. He looks pretty ratchet, right? This is the son of a multi-millionaire who grew up in a mansion in Kennebunkport, Maine, George Bush country, where all the richy riches from the Northeast go to summer. This guy, lived his life, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, and what does he choose to do? He commits domestic terrorism, and what's more is he was charged with domestic terrorism a month ago, Francis Carroll was. He was then released on bail, and while he was on bail, he committed more acts of domestic terrorism, for which he will be charged. This is interesting to me, because the radical left likes to pretend that mass shootings, like the one in Monterey Park, is a, a, a young white male problem. In this case, they also added a, a racial element, whether it's, oh, Trump, anti-Asian, or white supremacist bigotry, whatever it is, that turned out not to be true. But their immediate knee-jerk reaction is they want that to be the case. They want it to be a young white male. They want to blame it on men. They want to blame it on white people. And then additionally, they're hoping, they're hoping that there's a Republican aspect to it too, a Trump-supporting aspect, so that they can demonize everybody who votes for Trump. That's not true, of course, and, and, and shootings like Monterey Park prove that that's not true. The main, that's why the mainstream media is not going to talk about it for very long. But the truth of the matter is the reality of what we're facing in our country is there is a young white male problem. These Antifa thugs are oftentimes young white males who come from very, very wealthy, well-to-do backgrounds. They are being radicalized. They are being indoctrinated. Not by 4chan, maybe. They're being indoctrinated by the radical left. They're coming out of these public school systems where they're told that America is evil, that it was built, America was built on stolen land by founding fathers who were racist, they, that these founding fathers constructed a system of government that's institutionally white supremacist. They're told that every person who has a minority identity not only must identify primarily with that minority identity, but is fundamentally oppressed and that the only way to rectify this moral evil is to overthrow the United States government, is to usher in a revolution that, oh, would you look at that, results in a Marxist United States. This is the result of the indoctrination. This is the result of the Black Lives Matter narrative, the 1619 Project, critical race theory, queer theory. This is what it grooms. This is what it forms. It forms young people who are maybe idle young people. They don't really have religion, they, they feel adrift, they feel no purpose, they're looking 
for something bigger than themselves. They're looking for a purpose. They're looking for a fight to fight on behalf of someone else, which is, it can be a positive thing in everyone's life. We all seek God, something greater than ourselves. We all seek a purpose to make a difference in the world. We're all hoping there's something greater than what we're experiencing, the pain and the suffering and sometimes the trials that we experience on earth. But if you don't have a properly ordered moral understanding of the world, if you don't have God, if you've been indoctrinated over and over in every institution on social media, in your peer groups, at school, everywhere, that America is evil, that we stole the country wrongfully from Native Americans, that our founding fathers are evil racists that built a government that perpetuates institutional white supremacy, and that the only solution to this is revolution that topples the United States government and instead ushers in a Marxist United States, well, this is what you get. This is exactly what you get. The pop-up protests that are matching this, this Antifa autonomous zone in Atlanta, one happened up in Boston. There were monuments in Boston that were defaced and not the one that we discussed last week, not the hideous modern art that was uh, supposed to be Martin Luther King hugging his wife, but we all know what it actually looked like. Up in Boston, there was another monument that was defaced and on, on this monument, it was, you know, abolish cop city and, you know, all cops are, are pigs, all cops are bee. It was, it was all kinds of anti-police, anti-police vandalism on public property, in addition to the fact that there was assault of police officers. Police say that some of their officers were hit in the face by some of these agitators, these young Antifa thugs. Well, one of these young Antifa thugs was arrested, and it turns out that it was the son of the second-ranking Democrat in the House of Representatives. The second-ranking Democrat, who is the uh, House, House Democrat whip, is a woman by the name of Catherine Clark. Catherine Clark. Catherine Clark's son, Jared, who, by the way, pretends to be a woman named Riley. So again, you can see the result of both of these, both of these ideologies that we talked about, critical race theory and queer theory, inherently intertwined. One cannot fully survive without the other. One cannot spark the Marxist revolution that both seek without the other. So first we see that Jared thinks that he's Riley based on queer theory and that Jared thinks that he is a white person is inherently racist and the only way to redeem himself is to try to topple the government of the United States and by doing this, by attacking police officers supposedly is the way to do this. Catherine Clark issued a statement um, after the arrest of her son. And this is what she said. She said, last night, my daughter, LOL, was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts. I love Riley, and this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. This will be evaluated by the legal system, and I am confident in that process. First of all, this is not just part of the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. This is bad parenting manifested. If you allow your child to be indoctrinated the way that your child was indoctrinated in queer theory and critical race theory, this is the inevitable result. This is terrible parenting. Catherine, Catherine Clark is partially responsible for this. You did not keep your child off of social media. You put your child in a school where there was indoctrination. You are a Democrat, the party which has embraced this poisonous ideology. This is as, almost as much your fault in a moral sense as it is your son who has been severely, severely psychologically manipulated by this kind of brainwashing and indoctrination. By the way, the irony here is that Catherine Clark 
has previously called our justice system racist, systemically racist, and now all of a sudden she's confident that the justice department or the justice system will um, do right by her son. I don't think so. So then we have the media, of course. The media is trying to portray these Antifa riots in Atlanta as either, well, first of all, a lot of it's just being ignored, but the media, the local media that is covering it is uh, trying to paint literal cop cars on fire as being mostly peaceful. Vehicles still uh, up in flames here over at the at Andrew Young and Peachtree. And if you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at that protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to to uh, for to uh, So sorry. Uh, he just uh, And right now, uh, you'll see. Basically, they want uh, justice for him after the shooting that happened uh, when they Atlanta police and the different law enforcement agencies were raiding uh, the forest over there to try to uh, uh, basically clear out the forest after everything that was going on, um, all related to... Mostly peaceful protests as the cop car is inflamed in the background. This is like the CNN. Remember during the Black Lives Matter riots in 2020 in the summer of violence, the CNN reporter that's like, oh yeah, this is mostly peaceful as like buildings were in flames behind him. This is, this is the same thing. Of course, CNN itself did cover this briefly, but only to bring on a commentator that cautioned people, don't describe what's happening in Atlanta as violence. Don't use that word violence. And this is the reason the commentator gave. From the standpoint of, of the protesters, um, but as, the, as even the chief himself said, this is a small group. Um, this, this, isn't, this is also within this defend the forest movement, um, there are no leaders. So people go off and do their own things. That doesn't just make them justifiable. But I, I do think that, you know, you keep using these words, violent, 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 violent. Um, and it, it gives the impression, I mean, the only violence that, that or, or the only acts of, of violence against people that I saw were, were actually police tackling protesters. So evidently this quote unquote freelance journalist, David Peisner is just a talking, just a, a spokesman for Antifa because that's their argument. This is the Antifa Black Lives Matter narrative that any kind of vandalism or violence or destruction against private property isn't violence because it's not people, that it's just a thing and therefore it's not violence. That's false, first of all. And second of all, uh, the mayor of Atlanta, Andre Dickens said that people were carrying explosives. Antifa thugs were carrying explosives. And by the way, this ignores the fact that the, the Antifa thug that was shot in self-defense by the cop shot the cop first. Is that not violence? Are we just conveniently ignoring that? Well, there's a reason that David Peisner, this freelance journalist featured by CNN, ignored that. And that is because he is, he is on the side of Antifa. If you look at David Peisner's Twitter account, can we put this on the screen? Look at his Twitter account. What did he retweet? Please donate to the family of Tortuguita, murdered by the police for defending the forest and fighting to stop Cop City. And look at that right above it. What does it say? David Peisner retweeted. So this CNN, or so CNN had on this guy, David Peisner, who told us that to stop using the word violence because it wasn't violence against people, ignoring the fact that the Antifa thug had tried to murder a cop. Meanwhile, he's fundraising for the family of the Antifa thug who was murdered. David, David, where, where's the fundraiser for the family of the cop who was shot by the domestic terrorist? Of course, 
there is no fundraiser there. So of course, what should happen here is the Biden Department of Justice, run by Merrick Garland, should step in, and they should they should label Antifa as a domestic terror group, and they should make sure that they are prosecuted as terrorists, and that Antifa is disbanded. It's not just an idea. It's not just nothing, as people in on the left are wont to say. Antifa is a much bigger threat to the safety and security of our cities than any insurrection the Democrats claim to care about, any white supremacist violence that the Democrats uh, label a shooting that had nothing to do with racism, bigotry, or white supremacy. Crime in Atlanta has been spiking. There have been 162 murder investigations that were conducted in 2022. That's the most since 1996. This is why police in Atlanta need more training. This is why they need a new training center. Mark my words. What's happening in Atlanta right now, the mainstream media might ignore it. The Democrat politicians might look the other way. The Department of Justice is essentially complicit if they do nothing. But this will do more to take out Biden in the eyes of the voters than the entire classified document scandal. Because what happened with Black Lives Matter in the summer of violence in 2020, people changed their mind about who they were going to vote for. People changed their mind and left the Democrat Party because they saw the, what, the damage that was done to our cities by these violent leftist neo-Marxist groups. And now this is happening again in Atlanta. I mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court leaker and why I think, even though the Supreme Court claimed, oh, we can't find the guy or gal, which I don't believe, why we still will find out who this is. is. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to find out who this is. Join us at lizwheelershow.com slash locals to uh, hear all about that. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.